The Ending Stretch is proudly presented by Printer Dudes. Printer Dudes is your one-stop shop for unique 3D-printed GIFs and collectibles. From ducks to dinosaurs and everything in between, Printer Dudes has it all. Head on over to printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off your first order. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S, the best 3D printed collectibles this side of home plate. Welcome to the 8th Inning Stretch, your source for no-nonsense, unfiltered baseball talk. And now, let's play ball! Hey everybody, welcome into the 8th Inning Stretch. AJ here with you, flying solo. It's Tuesday, Carson's got the day off, uh, so you guys are stuck with me today. Sorry about that. Um... Hope everybody's having an, an awesome week. I uh, hope everyone had a great Easter. Uh, we, of course, took the took the weekend off. Uh, you can catch our first ever best of the eighth inning stretch episode. It's up on, uh, on Spotify and Apple and everywhere else you listen to us. Uh, definitely worth a listen, so, so check that out. Um, I've got... Wow, I've got so much stuff for you guys today. So, so much stuff. Uh, We're talking about Joe Madden and his uh, intentional walk that really could have blown up in his face. Uh, We're talking Seattle Mariners. We're talking Giants and Mets. We're talking Braves Dodgers. And a retirement of note. Um being announced within the last 24 hours or so. So let's go ahead and jump right into the first segment. Uh, Joe Madden, manager, of course, of the LA Angels of Anaheim or LA Angels or California Angels or uh, insert team name here. Uh, Joe Madden and his Angels playing the Texas Rangers the other day. And uh, Corey Seager, Rangers Corey Seager, comes up with the bases loaded. uh, And... Madden, who, to be fair, has always been kind of known for his, um, well, his his outside-the-box thinking. Um, you know, he he does stuff and, and makes calls sometimes that, uh, that are, are pretty outside-the-box. Um, so anyway, so Corey Seager comes up for the Rangers, and Joe Madden decides he's going to walk Corey Seager intentionally walked Corey Seager with the bases loaded. Um, and it's, well, it, it eventually worked out. It did end up working out, but it kind of backfired at first uh, because the Rangers ended up scoring two more runs in the inning. Um, but it did eventually pay off as the Angels went on to win the game 9-6. to six. Uh, When asked about it, Madden said he wanted to shake things up and was trying to avoid a big inning. Well, I'd say on, as far as shaking things up, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, wow. Definitely shook things up. I don't think, I don't think anybody expected him, 
Uh, I didn't think anybody expected an intentional walk in that situation. Um, you know, again, typically an intentional walk with the bases loaded, not something you normally see, and there's a reason for that. Uh, obviously, being if you if you walk if you walk the guy at the plate with the bases loaded, you force in a run. I mean, we've all seen it. Uh, intentional walks, non and non-intentional walks. Uh, we've seen games. We've seen games end on a walk-off walk before. Um, so, in terms of wanting to shake things up, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, mission accomplished, Joe. Mission accomplished. Uh, avoiding a big inning. I mean, yeah. I mean the the Rangers scored two runs in the inning. It could have. It could have obviously been a lot worse. So I'd say on I'd say on both counts, if he if that was his goal was to shake things up and avoid a beginning, um, I'd call that a win, and and make him three for three because the Angels went on to win the game. Um, I was I was I didn't see this game live, but uh, I I saw the you know the replay and. Guys, I gotta be honest. I was just, I was flabbergasted. I was like, "Wait a minute! Intentional walk with the bases loaded. What the hell is he doing?" Um, but it turns out it paid off. So now, I wouldn't. I'm sure I, I wouldn't expect him to do this again anytime soon. Um, but you know, hey, um, that's that's one of the great things about baseball is sometimes. Sometimes you just got to go outside the box a little bit, and, and in this case, it paid off. So, uh, you know, hey, props to Joe Madden, and and, uh, and you do you, man. And a nice win for the Angels. Um, and the Angels of the Angels are off to a heck of a start. Uh, the Angels are, I think, better than better than probably a lot of people thought they were going to be, uh, which is nice to see. Um, it would be. It would be it would be pretty awesome to see um, it would be pretty awesome to see Mike Trout and, and Shohei Otani get you know play some October baseball so um, nice win for the Angels and well Joe it worked out this time just uh, not sure I'd make a habit of that uh, sticking in the Staying in the American League West, the Seattle Mariners, uh, who it seems like have played 30 games on the road this season, um, finally got a finally got their home opener. Finally got to play at at uh, at T-Mobile Park. Almost called it Safeco. Sorry, but it'll always be Safeco to me. Um, but anyways, the Mariners finally got a chance to play at home this. A uh, really exciting, really fun to watch Mariners team. Very a really a really talented team, a lot of talent. Uh, their home fans finally got a chance to see them, and what did they do? Well, they didn't disappoint. Uh, <laughs> they took two out of three. Two out of they they won two out of three against their uh, hated division rival Astros, who. If you've been living under a rock for the last, you know, five, six years, have basically the Astros have owned that division. 
but the Mariners, the Mariners came out. They took two out of three from the Astros. They outscored the Astros 18 to seven. Now that you heard that right, 18 to seven uh, over the weekend series. Now, obviously, I mean, it kind of goes without saying it's still early. You know, we're still we're still in April. We're still in the first month of the season. Although it is kind of winding down. Starting to wind down. Um, so obviously it's still early, but this could end up being this could end up being a huge confidence boost for the Mariners. Um, this is a young team. A lot of young guys on the team. A lot of young guys on the Mariners. Uh, a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Um, on, on both sides of the ball. They've got some great hitters. They've got my man. They've got my man Robbie Ray. Uh, defending AL Cy Young winner. Um, yeah, I mean, the, this Mariners team is, they're, they're pretty stacked. Uh, and in case you missed it, our, <laughs> back when Carson and I did our prediction episode, which is, um, let's see, about five or six episodes, I guess now, uh, ago now, um, I boldly, and some would say stupidly <laughs> picked the Mariners uh, to win the World Series. So of course I was I was naturally I was thrilled by this. Um, and anyone who beats the Astros is okay in my book. Um, but outscoring the Astros eighteen to seven over a three game series that's nothing to sneeze at. And winning winning this series taking two out of three. Um, this could this could end up being a really huge confidence boost for the Mariners, and I would even go so far as to say is this could set the tone for the season series between these two teams, uh, because they're gonna play you know they're obviously gonna play each other a lot, um, you know what nineteen times I think, um, that being before. Of course, this will be the last year that teams are playing their division, their division games, division rivals, so many times. I think next year, I think it changes to like fifteen times, uh, fifteen games against division rivals because of the uh, MLB's uh, balanced schedule or whatever the heck they're calling it. Um, but fantastic um, job, well done by the Mariners. Uh, obviously. Mariners fans have to be, Mariners fans have to be pretty happy. Um, I'm not, you know. I I follow the Mariners. I'm a you know Mariners follower, Mariners fan. Um, they're obviously not my first team, but uh, there's a lot to like about this Mariners team, and and I would say winning two out of three and putting eight and outscoring, outscoring them eighteen to seven. I would say puts the Astros on notice that hey, you know, you might have you might have dominated this division for the last few years, but times they are a changing. Times they are a changing. Nice job, Mariners. Okay, I'm gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back into second segment, and we're talking about the two hottest teams in baseball. And they may not be the teams you're thinking of. You're listening to the Inning Stretch with AJ. 
back after this. You're listening to the 8th Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. For all the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at 8th Inning Pod and visit our website at 8th Inning Stretch wixsite.com slash podcast hey everybody welcome back to this wednesday edition of the eighth inning stretch aj here with you uh of course carson carson has the day off uh so i'm flying solo behind the mic um so every one of the one of the awesome things one of the best things about baseball is every year uh without fail there's always, you know, two, three, maybe a handful of teams that just that just come out of nowhere. Um, I can think of, you know, uh, Kansas City has had teams like that. Uh, the the 2013 Red Sox, um, last year's Mariners. Uh, I mean, I can. I could I could sit here and come up with you know probably a laundry list of surprise teams over the last few years. Um, you could even you could make the argument that the last year's Braves. Um, I don't know I don't know too many people who had the Braves winning the World Series last year. So, you know. But anyways, um, every year without fail, there's always there's always a handful of teams that just kind of come out of nowhere and surprise the hell out of people. And this year is no different. Um, so I've been keeping an eye on a couple of teams. Well, basically, what I've been doing is I've been combing, um, I've been combing the standings. You know, keep an eye on the standings and and watching watching as many games as I can. Um, Carson and I both do that. Uh, you know, so we can we're able to keep up on what's going around, what's going on around baseball, and you know, so we can. We can bring all of you lovely people uh, the freshest and, and best content, you know, every week. So I've been keeping an eye on these two teams, and I'll let I'll let I'll let you guys decide who you think uh, is the is the biggest surprise out of these two teams. So my first the first team I've been watching are the San Francisco Giants. Uh, they're seven and two as of this episode, um, as of recording, they're seven and two. They're tied for first place in the NL West with surprise, surprise, the LA Dodgers. Um, but these guys have been red hot. Um, some of the headliners they've, they've got, uh, they've got some, they've got some ridiculous talent. Um, Again, kind of going back to when we did our, our prediction episode, uh, which Carson mentioned that uh, we'll be we both kind of, we both talked about how the Giants were, you know, obviously uh, Buster Posey hung up his cleats after last year, and um, their success this year was going to be heavily dependent on how well the Brandons, uh, Brandon Belt, um, could you know, how, how good a season that, that Brandon Belt is going to have. Uh, as it turns out, he's having a hell of a season so far. Uh, 441 on base percentage, three homers, and seven RBIs. Nothing to, see, nothing to sneeze at there. Um, t- I'm sorry, guys, and I'm sorry, Giants fans. I'm probably going to butcher the crap out of this guy's name. But t- Tyro, 
Estrada. Uh, two home runs and eight RBIs. And then the Giants pitching, uh, hello, Logan Webb, uh, 1.29 ERA and 10 strikeouts. And Carlos Rodon, 1.50 ERA and 21 strikeouts. Uh, have a season. Again, disclaimer, it's early, it's April. A lot of games to go. But the Giants are the Giants are one of the best teams in baseball right now. Seven and two and tied for first in the NL West. Um kind of a sort of a repeat of last year. You know, the Giants and the Dodgers battled it out all year for the NLS title. And it's looking like the Giants are gonna hang right in there with the Dodgers again this year. I mean obviously losing Buster Posey uh was obviously that you know that's a huge blow um clearly you can't there's no replacing a town a, a player of buster posey's caliber um you just can't uh dude's a hall of famer one of the best catchers of all time if not the best you know they lost his bat they lost his glove they lost his leadership but seven and two um seven and two pretty damn good and hanging right in there atop the NL West with, you know, a scary good Dodgers team. Don't worry, Dodgers fans. I'm getting to you. Um, but the Giants, as good as as good as they are, as good as good as good as they are, and in, and as hot as they've been to start the season, um, the New York Mets, seven and three, uh, at time of recording, first place. Yeah, you heard me right. First place in the NL East. Sole possession of first place in the NL East. Uh, which is a huge, a colossal surprise in and of itself. But I'll get to that more on that in a second. Um, the Mets being led, I guess, by the usual suspects. At least in, at least in hitting. At least on offense. Uh, Francisco Lindor, 442 on base percentage. Three homers, seven RBIs. Starling Marte. 317 on base percentage, two homers and 10 RBIs. And of course, Mr. Pete Alonzo, 289 on base percentage, three homers and 14 RBIs. Um, yeah, pretty fucking impressive. Um, so obviously the usual suspects leading the way for the Mets on offense, but here's what's most surprising about the Mets. And here's, this is where I'm going to make my case for the Mets being the bigger surprise than the Giants so far. Um, of course, the well-documented injury to Jacob deGrom. Uh, Max Scherzer has been Max Scherzer, thankfully, for Mets fans. Max Scherzer is okay and, and is healthy. So they've got one of their two aces. Uh, but here's a couple of names that might surprise you who are leading the Mets, leading the way for the Mets' starting rotation. And I'll be perfectly honest with you guys, uh, I've never heard of either one of these guys until now. Um, Chris Bassett, um, brace yourselves, because this this number, this next number I'm going to read to you is just absolutely friggin' ridiculous. Uh, Chris Bassett, a 0.75 ERA. An ERA under one uh, and 14 strikeouts. Uh, and then Carlos Carrasco, 
a 0.84 ERA and 13 strikeouts. Um, I'm sorry. Where the hell is Max Scherzer? Um, stands to reason that you'd expect Scherzer to have to be leading the way for the Mets pitching staff. Uh, but in this case, Chris Basket and Carlos Carrasco. And I think, for me anyways, um, because it's not the because it's not the you know the the usual suspects so to speak leading the way for the Mets pitching staff, and the fact that they're seventy three and leading the NL East ahead of the defending World Series champion Braves. Sorry, Braves fans. Um, for me, the Mets are the bigger surprise so far. Um, I would make the argument that. Even even with the loss of Buster Posey, the Giants are still the Giants. Were, there's no way around it. The Giants were one of the best teams in baseball last year. Um, obviously, uh, the Mets the Mets were not. Um, even with even even with losing Buster Posey. I think it's fair to say that the Giants were, you would, you, most people were expecting the Giants to be good. Um, and seven and two is, you know, through your first 10 games or so is, is, you know, that's about as hot a start as you can get off to. Um, but for me, the Mets are the bigger surprise. Cause honestly, sure, they made, they made some, they made some really, they made some nice moves in the off season. Um, you know, but then Jacob Degrom goes down with an injury, and there were questions. There were questions about Max Scherzer. Would he be healthy? There were, you know, rumors that he might be hurt too. Um, and you kind of thought, well, well. That's pretty much that for the New York Mets. But not so fast. Seven and three. First place in the NL East. Um, yeah, the Mets as for as far as as far as I'm concerned, there's no question whatsoever. The Mets are the bigger surprise out of these two teams. Um But that being said, these are two these are two pretty damn good teams, and and definitely two teams worth keeping an eye on, keeping an eye on uh, as the season rolls along. Uh, so, um, props to the Giants and the Mets, um, two two solid teams, both off to pretty red hot starts, um, and I think both teams are going to be a lot of fun to watch and and def- like I said definitely worth keeping an eye on as the season rolls along. And it is break time once again. Um one last break when we come back uh we're going to be talking about well we're going to be talking about what for my money is the best series the best series of the season so far. Yes, it's the Braves and the Dodgers in an NLCS rematch. And, wow, no shortage of storylines. 
no shortage of storylines surrounding this series. This is going to be a hell of a series, um, and I'll dive deeper into that when we come back. Uh, you're listening to the eighth inning stretch. Right back after this. You're listening to the eighth inning stretch with AJ and Carson. For all the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at eighth inning pod and visit our website at eighth inning stretch slash podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the eighth inning stretch. AJ here flying solo with you on this, well, it's Wednesday for you, it's Tuesday for me. Um, so last segment I was talking about uh, the Giants and the Mets as being two of the, just really, you know, two of the two of the surprise teams so far. Um, so I want to stick with the Giants for a second here, um, sort of indirectly, because... For the first time since the 2021 NLCS, the Braves and the Dodgers are going at it on the diamond. Um, and speaking of surprise teams, although granted not in a good way, uh, the Braves. The Braves are 5-6 and six so far. Um, kind of a... Well, there's no sugarcoating. It, it's... It's a bit of a rough start for the defending World Series champs. Uh, the Dodgers, on the other hand, seven and two, tied with the aforementioned Giants atop the NL West. Uh, Braves are second in the NL East, behind the aforementioned New York Mets, who are currently leading that division. And wow, um, gotta be honest, didn't see this coming. Um, when I looked at the, when the schedule came out and I looked at it and I went, oh, Braves and Dodgers in, in, you know, in an early season series in a, you know, Braves and Dodgers in LA early season series, NLCS rematch, yada, 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 you know, on and on and on, um, got pretty stoked. Um, but I gotta be honest, I expected the Braves, I expected the Braves to be, you know, to be in a better spot. Um, and I don't know, you know, we hear about, we hear about all the time, you know, championship hangovers in sports, you know, uh, especially like, you know, in the NFL, you hear about teams having a Super Bowl hangover and, uh, you know, teams, teams win the championship the year before and then they come back the next year and they, uh, they kind of stumble out of the gates a little bit. They stumble out of the blocks and that's exactly what's happened to the Braves. Um, Surprisingly, though, not, I mean, the defending world champs being the defending world series champs being five and six. I mean, that's clear. That's a big story, Uh, but not the biggest story surrounding this series. Uh, The biggest is two. We got one former Brave and one former Dodger. Uh, clashing with their former teams. Of course, the former Brave is Freddie Freeman. Um, uh, everyone knows the story. The Braves offered him reportedly $135 million in the offseason. Dodgers offered up $162 mil. Well, you do the math. Which one would you take? Um, he took the Dodgers offer. He went to L.A. Um probably the biggest story of the offseason 
Um, and Mr. Freeman comes out in his first game against the Braves, and what does he do? He hits a home run. Um, yeah, that's kind of a... That's a bit of a fuck you. Um, that's, that's, that's a bit of a, you know, hey, remember, remember me? Um, <laughs> remember how you, how you wouldn't, you wouldn't pay me what I wanted and I, I went to a different team? Yeah, that's kind of a, um, I mean, hey, good for, good for Freddie Freeman. Um, he's still one of my favorite players in baseball uh as much as i would have hoped he would have stayed in atlanta but um you know that is what it is so obviously freddie freeman the former brave playing against his old team uh but on the other side on the brave side kenley jansen uh relief pitcher slash closer extraordinaire kenley jansen who spent 17 yeah, 17 years in the Dodgers organization, including 12 in the minors. Uh, wanted to stay in L.A. after last year. Two sides just couldn't seem to get a deal done, so Jansen went and signed with the Braves. Um, even though Jansen, Jansen has been quoted as saying he didn't want to leave L.A., he wanted to stay with the Dodgers, um, but he's a Brave now. Huge, huge, huge pickup for the Braves. Um, you can't understate, you can't, un the, the impact of having Kenley Jansen in your bullpen can't be understated. So, huge, huge pickup for the Braves. Um, so you've got these two, you've got a former Brave, Freddie Freeman, and a former Dodger, Kenley Jansen. Uh, this is the first time that they've played their old teams, obviously. Um, you just gotta love this stuff. Um. You know, Carson and I talk about all the time about, you know, all the things that make baseball great. Well, this is one of them. Uh, because I don't... I don't really think you get this in any other sport. Um, well, I mean, to a, to a point you do. But there's just something about... There's something about baseball player, baseball and baseball players um, that just makes this just one hell of a headline. And probably so far... Uh, so far, this is my series, this is my series of the year so far, uh, this Brave Dodgers, because, you know, Freeman versus the Braves, Kenley Jansen versus the Dodgers, it's a rematch of last year's NLCS, I mean, you could just go on and on and on, um, but these two teams are in very different places so far this year, um, the Dodgers, I mean, let's be honest. The Dodgers, they're who we thought they were. They're after a ridiculously hot start. They're hitting the they're they're hitting the friggin' cover off the ball. Um No surprise. No surprise whatsoever. Everyone expected the Dodgers to be, you know, scary good, and that's exactly what they've been. I mean, you look at that lineup and you can't and and there's no no surprises there. Um, the Braves, on the other hand, so of course the Braves they beat the Dodgers last year in the NLCS in six games, uh, went on to win the World Series, their first World Series since '95. 
that Braves team last year was scary good. Uh, that Braves team last year was was flipping ridiculous. Um, they're struggling. They're struggling so far this year. Five and six, second place in the NL East. Um, Braves are struggling, and so. But don't get me wrong. I don't think the fact that the Braves are struggling. And the fact that the Dodgers are exactly who everybody thought they were, uh, that doesn't take anything away from the series at all. This is still going to be a hell of a series. Um, if for nothing else, to watch Freddie Freeman take on the Braves, you know, to watch Freddie Freeman and see what kind of damage he can do uh, against his old team. You know, Freeman's a he's a world class talent. He's one of the best players in baseball. You know, was instrumental in the Braves championship run last year. He was the NL MVP a couple seasons ago. I mean, we could spend an entire episode listing Freddie Freeman's accolades. Um, but the fact, the fact that these two teams are in different places, and the fact that the Braves are struggling, I don't think takes anything away from this. This is going to be a hell of a series. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be really fun to watch and. Uh, seriously, how, how freaking lucky are we as baseball fans to get a season, to get a series of this caliber, of this magnitude so early in the season? You, you can't beat it. You're not going to get this in any other sport. You're just not. Um, but basically I see this thing, I see this thing going one of two ways. Either... The Braves are going to, either the Braves will will use this series to get back on track and turn things around. I know, that sounds, that sounds more dramatic than it is. Because again, it's only April. You, you've, everyone's heard the old adage, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but either the Braves are going to, either the Braves will get back on track and kind of turn things around, uh, or the Dodgers are going to just continue, just keep on rolling. And, you know, um, I would, I would argue that this series means more to the Braves than it does to the Dodgers. Uh, and here's why. Obviously the Dodgers are seven and two first tied for first place in the NL West. But the Braves, the Braves are second place in the NL East. But here's 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 my thinking. Here's why I think the series means more to the Braves than it does to the Dodgers. One, the Braves are in a tougher division. The NL East is brutal. You've got the Braves, you've got the Mets, you've got the um <laughs> sorry. You've got the Braves, you've got the Mets, you've got the Phillies, who the Phillies are the Phillies are gonna be damn good this year. The Phillies have a the Phillies are going to be scary. Um, and I would even, to a lesser extent, I would throw the, I would throw the Marlins into that mix. Um, the Marlins are, well, they're a ways away from, from being competitive. But that NL East, that NL East is a tough division. There's, there's not going to be any, if you're the Braves, there's not going to be any easy wins in that division. You know when you're playing intra, you know inter interdivisional games, no easy wins. Um, 
The Dodgers, on the other hand, the NL West. Um, I mean, you look at the NL West. You've got the Dodgers. You've got the Giants. And, and the Padres. Um, the Padres are don't sleep on the Padres. The Padres were the Padres were one of the best teams in baseball last year until the freaking until the wheels came off. Um, but I just I look at those two divisions. I look at the NL West and I look at the NL East and I think that NL East that NL East is a tough as nails division. It's that's always been a tough division. Um, so I think, and because of that, this series this series means more to the Braves. This is more important for the Braves um, than it is for the Dodgers. And I'm not saying it's not important. It's n- I'm not saying it's not an important series for the Dodgers, but this is a more important series for the Braves. Um, but in any case. If you're a Braves fan, if you're a Dodgers fan, if you're if you're neither, you know, if you're neutral, if you're just a you know, a fan of good baseball, um, do yourself a favor and catch, and, and tune into the series because it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a barn burner. Um, and that's what I have to say about that. Um, and here we are, everybody, at the end of another episode. Boy, I'm telling you. Uh, these things just fly by. These things fly by and they go by so damn fast. Um, maybe a little bit faster when I'm, you know, sitting here behind the mic flying, you know, when I'm flying solo here behind the mic without Carson. But, uh, parting thoughts kind of are what I've sort of turned into our unofficial fourth segment. Um, parting thoughts, kind of all the, all the, all the miscellany, all the, all the little odds and ends that, you know, didn't, didn't make it into the, you know, didn't make it into the, you know, sort of the main show. Um, Jake Arrieta, Jake Arrieta calling it a career. Um, Gotta be honest, sad to see him go. Uh, hell of a ball player, a damn good pitcher, uh, pretty damn impressive career numbers. Uh, his career, his career record: one hundred and fifteen wins, ninety three losses. Career ERA: three point nine eight, and around about fourteen hundred strikeouts. And of course, probably best known for being absolutely instrumental just a huge huge part uh of that cubs team that won the 2016 world series and finally ended their drought um but he's uh he's hanging up the cleats um sad to see him go sad to see him go uh damn good ball player hell of a pitcher and and always just seemed like a you know a really stand-up guy so um it's always it's always sad when when guys like this walk away. Um, so, congrats, Jake Arrieta, on a fantastic career, World Series champion. No one can ever take that away from him. 
Um, and uh, happy trails, I guess. Okay. Uh, games to watch. So I have perused the schedule uh, for the next day, the next couple days, and come up with some some games that I'm definitely going to be tuning into. Uh, first up is the White Sox at the Cleveland team formerly known as the Indians. Sorry, I'm still not ready to call them the Guardians. Um, this is big. You know, we were just talking about that. Um, we were just talking about that Braves Dodgers series and how big it was and how important it was for both teams. And uh, but you know, they're obviously in opposite divisions, so you know, um, and you know, in in baseball, division division play and division records mean everything. Uh, this is big. This is a big early season AL Central showdown. The White Sox are arguably the favorite to win this division. Um, but I've said it once, and I'll say it a million more times between now and the end of the season. Don't sleep on Cleveland. Uh, as long as they've got Terry Francona managing, um, and of course, uh, uh, they've got the absolutely red-hot Stephen Kwan uh, known to his friends as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, yeah, that's going to be a hell of a series. White Sox and Guardians. Ugh. There, I did it. But I flinched as I did it. Um, the Braves-Dodgers series. Uh, pretty much talked about this one. Ad nauseum. Uh, big, 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 big early season series. Freeman versus the Braves. Jansen versus the Dodgers. Uh don't want to spend too much more time on that because I've already talked about it uh, quite a bit. Uh, the Giants and the Mets. Uh, we talked about, I talked about them, talked about both teams um, earlier in the show, how they're two of the best teams so far, but two of the best teams of baseball so far and two of the biggest surprises um, of this young season. Uh, the Giants and the Mets in New York. Um that is must-see TV, my friends. That is going to be one hell of a series. Two of the hottest teams in baseball uh, going head-to-head. Um, Giants and Mets, you don't want to miss it. And last but certainly not least, my games to watch. Sorry, I'm going to show my bias a little bit. The Blue Jays at the Red Sox. Um, Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Again, arguably one of the favorites in the AL East. Uh, I've seen, I've seen quite a few predictions, quite a few project, quite a few projections. Have the Blue Jays going to the winning the American League pennant, going to the World Series. Uh, Carson picked them to win the World. Carson has them as his World Series pick. Um, they've been off to a predictably hot start. The Red Sox. Uh, Red Sox have stumbled a little bit. They're playing around 500 ball. Um, this is this is a this isn't here. This is another one. This is a huge. This is a colossal early season series between these two American League East rivals. Um, I of course am going to be watching this with this one with great interest. Um, but. This could go a long way in, in determining how things shake out in the AL East, uh, which is, for my money, probably the toughest division in baseball. 
stacked. Um, definitely the most stacked division in baseball. Uh, those are my games to watch. A um, couple of little, a couple of parting shots here. <laughs> uh, in case you missed it, uh, Red Sox fans were not happy uh, with Kyrie Irving. Um, they joined in on the. Uh, they joined in on the Kyrie hate fest, um, which of course started when uh, Kyrie Irving acted like an complete asshole to Celtics fans. Big surprise there. Um, once an asshole, always an asshole. Uh, but Red Sox fans got in on the act, chanting "fuck Kyrie, fuck Kyrie, fuck Kyrie" uh, over and over. Um, I just, I thought that was pretty damn funny, and I also thought it was, uh, completely and absolutely well-deserved and earned, uh, by Mr. Kyrie Irving, um, thought that was pretty funny. And last but not least, um, coming up on Friday's episode, that's this Friday, um... That, sorry, guys, the date is escaping me at the moment. What is this Friday? This Friday is the 22nd, coming up this this Friday, April 22nd. <sighs> boy, oh boy, do Carson and I have a treat for you. Uh, joining us on Friday's episode uh, will be the one and the only George Scott III. Uh, he is a former uh, minor league player. He is the son of George Boomer Scott, um, who, for all you younger fans, uh, do yourself a favor and go Google George Boomer Scott, one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball history. Um, spent time, spent time with uh, you know with a handful of teams, uh, including my Red Sox. Um, guys, I gotta be honest, I'm just absolutely fucking stoked for this. Um, as a baseball fan and as a Red Sox fan. Uh, George Scott III joining us, Friday's episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of cool stuff. He's got some um, he's got some really cool baseball NFTs. We're going to be talking about uh, his experience playing in the minor leagues. We're going to talk about his dad's career. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk all kinds of good stuff. Uh, the Friday's entire episode is going to be dedicated to George Scott the Third. I know, I know, we say this all the time, but seriously, you do not want to miss this episode. Uh, this is going to be our best episode yet. Um, you guys really, really don't want to miss it. Uh, that's coming up Friday uh, when Carson gets back behind the mic and that ladies and gentlemen puts the end to another edition of the eighth inning stretch uh thank you all so much for listening um thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you a thousand thank yous a million thank yous for all your continued support uh you guys have been absolutely fantastic uh in supporting the show um you guys have just been unbelievable. Um, our this 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 thing, this show, this podcast is doing better 
than uh, either Carson and I could have imagined in our wildest dreams, and it's all because of you. Um, if you are looking for the latest updates and news from us, follow us on Twitter at 8th Inning Pod. You can also visit our website, 8th Inning slash podcast. Uh, you can check out Carson and I's cool bio pages and also listen to the show there. You, of course, can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, and as always, please, please, please do not forget, check out our awesome sponsors at Printer Dudes. Um, they've got just a, they've got a ridiculous, uh, range of just the coolest damn 3D printed collectibles that you're going to find. Uh, they've got ducks, they've got dinosaurs, they've got dragons and everything in between. Um, and as a thank you for being a fan of the show, you can visit them at printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, home run, one word. Uh, use that and they'll knock 10% off your order at printerdudes.etsy.com. Uh, that's dudes spelled D-O-O-D-S. Uh, and of course, a huge thank you to them. That's it, folks. Um, Hope everybody has an awesome week. Uh, Hope you've enjoyed listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Carson and I will be back with you on Friday with the one and the only George Scott III. And I will say it again. You do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not want to miss Friday's episode. Everybody have a great week. And Carson and I will be back with you on Friday. You've been listening to the 8th Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. Thanks for tuning in. For all the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at 8th Inning Pod. And visit our website at 8 slash podcast.